Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. I am your host, Rachel Mansfield, with a brand new episode for you guys today. And, you know, with everything that has been going on with the coronavirus in the last few weeks, when I was sitting down to record the intro for this and edit this week's episode, I said to myself, do I want to release an episode right now? Should I wait a little bit? And I quickly snapped out of it and said, you know what, Rachel, the world needs a little bit more positivity, something to distract us all during this time of quarantine and staying home. And this episode that I recorded um, for today is truly one of my favorites to date. It is with the one and only Melissa Wood Tepperberg, the founder of Melissa Wood Health, which Actually, the timing of this episode is also perfect because my girl, Melissa, is booming right now. In the last couple of weeks, her Instagram has just continued to completely explode. She is the creator of the phenomenon Melissa Wood Health, this app that you can download on your phone for easy workouts you can stream at home. It's so affordable. They're like low impact workouts, everything for stuff for your booty, your legs, your arms. There's like a treadmill series. And to be honest, I just did my first workout from her a few days ago at home and I did it on Ezra's playmat, um, which just shows how like little to no equipment you actually need for them. And there's like 15-minute booty ones and like 10-minute ab ones and there's longer ones I unfortunately haven't had a chance to dabble in yet. But like the 15-minute booty one, it was like 16 minutes. Guys, my ass was on fire. She is a complete – she's just amazing. She knows her shit and she knows what she's doing. And today, she is here on Just the Good Stuff to share her story with you. She's going to walk us through how she got to where she is today. Melissa and I had such an amazing conversation. I went to her office over at the WeWork in Flatiron, and I also got to meet with her brand manager, Dylan, who I love and adore. Hi, Dylan. And her whole team was just so, so, so amazing. And this episode was truly one of my favorites to record. Melissa is one of those people that you meet in person and you don't expect them to be as like amazing and special as they are on Instagram. And you guys, she's the real deal. She's just as stunning as you can imagine. I walked into her office in like cute, jeans and a cozy sweatshirt and like these new Everlane sneakers. And I was like feeling myself, you know, I thought I looked pretty cute for walking around in my backpack around Manhattan all day. And Melissa walks in the door and she is in a tight black dress with like fishnet tights. And she is looking like a foxy mama. And I'm over here looking like I'm going to pick up my kid at soccer practice or try and pass my fourth grade math math task test, whichever one, you know, we want to go with there. But I swear, Melissa is just so amazing and such a beautiful soul inside and out. She's an amazing mom, wife, the mama in chief, as she calls herself over on Instagram. And I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy this episode. And it's also just great to have this as a reference during the next few weeks or however long this quarantine continues to last. You can check out some of her workouts online if you're craving a little bit bit of movement for your body. 
And from news from my end, Just the Good Stuff is officially out in the universe. I had so much fun on the Today Show a couple weeks ago sharing some of my recipes with Hoda and Jenna, which was such a surreal moment. And I was so excited to be in Austin this week um, kicking off the other part of the book tour. But unfortunately, we are postponing the book tour events until a later date. Hopefully, it'll be in June-ish, but we're going to wait and see how things pan out. But I promise if I was coming to your city, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we're still there very, very, very soon. So thank you guys so much for your patience. And if you are wondering if you where you can get more info on the book tour and just the good stuff, all of that good-ish is over on my blog and I'll link to it in the show notes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy it, please do take a couple of minutes or seconds or however long you'd like to rate and review the podcast. It means so much to me and it really helps spread the word about the podcast. And also share it. Share it over on your Instagram stories. Maybe it can make someone smile when they're home. If you know of a mom home with their baby and they feel like they can't get out, they can't do much, they might really like learning a lot from Melissa and doing some of her workouts and easy ways and gentle movements for our body. So can't wait to hear what you guys think and we will talk soon. Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Kari Foods, the makers of the most delicious and insane plant-based dressings. Kari Foods originally sent me their dressings, I want to say like a little over a year ago, and I have been obsessed and addicted since then. They are creating like the classic dressings we loved growing up like ranch and Caesar and making them healthy again. And they're cashew based. They use ingredients like avocado oil, no creepy or icky ingredients, no added sugars. Then they also have like dressings that spice things up like their creamy verde, which is so good. And it's amazing for enchiladas and tacos. But the ingredients are really just what gets me. Like the creamy and verde is made with cashews, organic avocado, lime juice, salt, pepper, avocado oil, organic cilantro, organic garlic, and water. That's it. So pure, so clean, and so good. All of their dressings are totally vegan. They're gluten-free, nothing weird. You can totally trust the ingredients that they use, which is what I love about them because a lot of time these salad dressing companies just add in a lot of unnecessary icky gunk that we just really don't need. You can use the code RACHEL for 20% off of your order. They even sell like a vegan five pack of variety packs. So you can try all the flavors like the Herb Ranch, the Greek Vinaigrette, Sesame Ginger, Creamy Verde, and Creamy Caesar. And when I was in LA a few weeks ago, the founder, Kelly, one of the founders, Kelly, brought me some of the new products that they're launching soon. And oh my gosh, you guys, we are in for a real treat. My mom has texted me and brought this up at least every day since we got back from LA asking when we can get more samples to try the new product. But I cannot wait to share them with you guys, hopefully very, very soon. Um, but if you are looking for Kari, definitely head on over to their website, check out their store locator. Don't forget to use the code RACHEL for 20% off. And if you have just the good stuff and you make the enchilada pie, I highly recommend pairing the creamy verde with it because it is amazing. All right. Thank you guys so much. Now for our conversation with Melissa. 
Melissa just asked me if I want oils. And I quickly was like, let's <laughs> hit record. Because yes, I would love oils. And no, I don't have any oils on my body right now. Okay. So let me know. What, it, what are we doing? So this is Arise. I already used Anchor and Align. But if you just rub this into your palms, it just gives you a nice like energizing boost. Okay. And you're going to feel like super grounded for really? everything that you want to talk to me about. No, you're talking to me. Into my palms. Doing it. I mean, if you really want to know how I do it, I take off my shoes, my socks, and I put it on the bottom of my feet to really help ground me. I, it I, smells like orangey. Yeah, this one I love. It has a citrus oh scent. It. And then I breathe it in and then I okay. rub it over my heart. And I say a little prayer before anything I do, actually. She's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you have me like singing this song. Say a little prayer for you. <laughs> you said, say it's a true. Prayer. I don't walk out the door without that. it, guys. Wait, so that's giving everyone a preview into this like <laughs> beautiful goddess that you are. Oh, um, you're so sweet. When I saw the questions from Instagram, when I announced that you were going to be coming on the podcast, there are so many topics to talk to you about. And I feel like oh. I say that in front of every guest, but you really had a lot of questions. Oh, wow. Um, you have an amazing community who really, really loves and admires like mm. everything you share. And it's like been so beautiful to watch you grow. Um, but I realized I didn't even introduce you. I was so caught up <laughs> in the oils. I am he- sitting here next to Melissa Wood. And do you go at Tepperberg? I, Melissa Wood Tepperberg, yes. Okay, did you hyphen it when you- I did, yeah. Did So I didn't change my name when I got- when I got married, I like couldn't do it. My mom kept telling me to do Mansfield Carpenter. I'm like, it's too long. How does he feel? He doesn't give a shit. Okay, then I've been with Jordan you. since I was 19, so he knows at this point I'm like very independent. That's like, so amazing. That's yeah, so long. I just like if I my last name was shorter, I would have done it, but I couldn't. But anyways, right. I get that. <laughs> next to this beautiful like Melissa is one of those people where you see her on Instagram, and you see her on your like fitness videos and your apps and you're like, "Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful." And then you see you, I see you in person and I'm like stuttering. Like oh. you are like breathtaking. And her energy is so happy. I'm so excited for you guys to hear to hear from I'm so excited for everyone to hear from you. Thank you, Rachel. But thank I'd you. Love, I have to say thank you. Of course. I'd love to start with you introducing yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when someone picks up their phone and they're going to like look you up on Instagram at Melissa Wood Health and they're going to see a glimpse of your life. And I feel like it's going to be really easy for someone to not know like what it took to get there. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to start with backtracking a bit okay. and give us the like, where are you from? Yeah. And how did you get to where you are today? Amazing. I I have to say this has become one of my deepest passions telling this story because my life was very different. Uh, I thought differently. I carried myself differently. I was literally an entire, entire different person when I was living in Syracuse where I grew up. I have four sisters. I have a brother. I come from a massive family. family. Yes. um, My parents divorced when I was really young. So Grew up in a, a broken home. You know, my mom worked three jobs. I stepped in as like a mini mom. Hence, I, I think, you know, a little bossy girl turns into a bossy woman. So it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Where are you in the lineup of kids? I'm the middle of the girls. So okay. my mom and my dad had my the five girls. And then my father remarried and had my brother. Uh. And both my parents are divorced again. But um, yeah, so there are six of us. Okay. Yeah. So that, you know, right off the bat, it's um, 
growing up, I think in a big family, it's like you're, I, I feel like I was always in like a survival mode. My mom wasn't around much. We saw my dad on the weekends and I was like literally a mini mom. And that's, you know, when I think back to my childhood, it wasn't necessarily happy, but you know, I say that with really putting it out there that I love my parents. I did the best that they they could with what they had, but it wasn't it it wasn't like the happiest childhood. And I when I was 21, I was 21, 22, I came to New York with a girlfriend who was moving here. It was my first time ever coming to New York. Growing up in Syracuse, it was yeah. your first oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. No, I didn't I had I had only been to Toronto. Like I okay. never traveled. We didn't have money to travel and okay. coming to New York like seems so close, but it was so far away from yeah. like this small town girl, you know? And I mean, I've never been to Syracuse, so it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people from New York, you know, go to Syracuse. So whenever I say I'm from there, like, did you go to the university? I'm like, I, no, I would have, w- I wish that I did. But then again, I don't because I'm here. So if I would have looked to go there, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. But I moved here after coming with a girlfriend for a weekend, she was a doctor, got a job, was like looking for an apartment. And I was, she wasn't a doctor, but she was in residence. She was doing like all of her stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to walk around. I'm going to explore. And I literally learned the city in two days, just like walking around by myself. I walked into Bloomingdale's and walked by the Chanel counter. I love this story. So good. <laughs> and they're like, can we do your makeup? And I worked at Chanel in Syracuse. So oh I gosh. I was like, this is so crazy that they're asking me that, you know, if they can do my makeup, I work at Chanel in Syracuse. This, that's like the small town in me, you know? Yeah, it's it was like a like, weird sign though. Right. But like they ask everyone who walks by, um, you know, they like that's- ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so they were interviewing, they were hiring. So I ended up going for an interview. I got the job. Now back home, I had a very serious boyfriend that I lived with. And then I just went home and I was like, I'm moving. I got this job. And I like, I still can't believe that I did that. Like, I'm like, there was some burning desire in me, right? Like I I had so I had three jobs. I was bartending at night. I worked at the Chanel counter on the weekends. And then I worked for United Auto Supply during the week. And I was going to a community college. So Clearly there was something brewing, but I, I never really knew what it was. You know, my parents were never ones to sit down and like talk about academics or like future. It was like, we were like surviving through the day. So I think maybe deep down, I I always knew I wanted to do more, but it wasn't in hindsight, you know? So moving here, I was working at the Chanel counter and then was introduced to the, I guess I could just say straight up the amount of money that cocktail waitresses made. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> they make how much this a is night? Chanel, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, I am getting a job as a cocktail waitress. I worked as a bartender. This will be a breeze. Well, it wasn't. Interviewing at Marquee was like interviewing for the government. <laughs> like, oh, you went big when you picked the place to go for Oh, I was like, oh no, okay. we're, we're going for it. I knew it, you know, I knew what these girls were taking home. And I didn't get the job. I was so upset and just continued working at the Chanel counter and, you know, was visiting modeling agencies, like was always told like, oh, you're so pretty. You should model. And I was like, yes, like that's what I want to do. I want to be a model. I, I want to be this girl on the cover of a magazine. Like that's what makes you feel and, you know, that you're enough, right? 
So I was literally turned down by every single agency that I went to. They told me I was too short and I was too big. And I just, you know, it was like, okay, this isn't going to work. And then I got the call from the manager and I got the cocktail waitressing job, you guys. So hell yeah. And I kept going <laughs> to Marquee on the weekend. So just keep showing your face and persist oh <laughs> because my gosh. you never know. And I became friendly with the host. And so I started cocktail waitressing. And it's funny because it was, you know, it's my husband's um, club at the time. You know, I was just an employee. A lot of people don't know this part. I know it. I like knew that. But when you said it, I didn't put two and two together. Right. Like, a lot of people don't. And, you know, that was a huge turning point for me because it taught me how to really focus. Like you have to focus as a cocktail waitress in a, in a nightclub to that magnitude. Like you've never focused in your life before. I mean, you're multitasking. So you have to have laser focus. It taught me to focus. It taught me to like do my work, do my job. And then I I got really obsessed with fitness and and like looking a certain way because I was told by being declined by all these agencies yeah. that you know I had to lose weight. And those are also both two jobs that are like your physical appearance is like somewhat important. A hundred percent. Yes, and I had really bad acne at the time too, which you know, is, is definitely like crushes your ego when someone comes to the counter and I'm like, don't you want to look like me? You know, with all this makeup on my face. And I, so it like working in that world and then having friends who were models, it, it opened the door of like the floodgates of what was an issue in my life, but I never, gave it space. I would never allow myself to see it as an issue, right? So like my relationship to food and my relationship to self was horrible, but I thought it was normal. You know, it was like... Can we dive into that a little bit? Yeah. And you were 21 still around this time or like... 23. Okay. So early, early 20s. I, you know, when I, when I moved to New York, I think that's when, I know that's when everything that had built up from my childhood that I didn't process, it was like, it came with me and I'd never faced it. And I was alone for the first time in my life. So when I went home at night, I had so much anxiety. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to be with myself and to be with these thoughts. And the way that I coped was I would go downstairs. I would get ice cream from Baskin Robbins. And then I would go to the the pizza place next door and I would get a slice of pizza and then I would get a bagel and I would just shove my face and I would just binge and binge and binge. And that was how I, I kept pushing down, right? I kept pushing, pushing, pushing. And I couldn't do that anymore where I would bring it up and I would like Were you release. like eating during the day too and then eating more at night or did you feel like you were like depriving yourself during the day and so then like strict built up? during the day. Yeah. Very, very strict. Super regiment. Like I pretty much, I mean, I'm actually very regimen now, but it's, it's more of like based off healthy habits and just what makes me feel good opposed to you have to eat this way because this is what's going to make you skinny. That was yeah. my entire mindset. I also feel like like I was very regimented too, like in college after I put on a lot of weight my freshman and early sophomore year and then became so regimented and calorie count and like wouldn't eat something if like had a carb in it and oh, was yeah. just like crazy. And then similarly at night, we would smoke a lot of weed and yep. then go to Wawa and I'd get like meatball parm and peanut butter M&Ms and I would get mango. So it was like a little healthy. And then I would get 
something <laughs> else. And then I would just eat so much. And the next day I would wake up and then like I would just start the same thing. And then it would last for a couple of weeks. And then I was thankful. I was kind of able to, okay, this is not like working for me. Yeah. But it's just like a vicious cycle that you like go oh my through. God. And then you're just weird. It feels so like you feel off because you're like, well, no so one else off. is eating like this at three o'clock in the morning. Like it no. doesn't make any sense. It was, it got really nasty and gross. And, and like, I never like to dive so deep in details for people who are battling or suffering and God, please get help. Like, but your story is inspiring for those that are because you're like showing that like there's light at the end of that tunnel. And I don't know about you, but I personally believe that like a, most women do struggle with some type of like body image or like food issue at some point, whether you're 20 now and it hasn't happened. But like I've seen like 50 something year old women like go through. Like, oh, yeah. You deal with it at some point, but it like builds you to be like have a better perspective on health like later on. So when did you know that this wasn't right? How did you like help yourself? I knew it wasn't right. I had a girlfriend come over to my apartment now where like I had moved out of the the place I was staying in Queens and I got my own place after like this was years after. So like I was no longer cocktail waitressing. But when she came over and I was like binge eating and then she rang the doorbell really soon and I, I didn't know she was coming up yet. And I just like dumped all the food that I was eating in the toilet. It was a weird reaction. I don't know why I did it. I was so afraid that she would see me binging. Was it something that like you wouldn't necessarily be eating like normal? Cheerios, honey okay. nut Cheerios. It was okay. what I bought from binging like nights before and just like mm -hmm. stored it, like didn't get to that. And then she went to use the bathroom and all the Cheerios oh were in gosh. the toilet. And I was like, I turned so red. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, I have a problem. But Do you think she like knew that there was something going there on? There was, I think, she, I think she sensed it, but didn't think like you have an Why eating disorder, eat maybe like mild eating issues. Um, that was definitely a point, but even a few steps before that, I think it's important to go there where I had a night out, I was partying, I got wasted and binge ate my face off. And then the next day I was so hungover. I felt so gross. I was like laying on the bathroom floor, making myself release everything that I could, every ounce. And I hated myself. I was like, you're disgusting. You're so gross. And I just knew at that point it was either like one way. It was, I was either going to go full force and become a train wreck or I had an opportunity right there that I felt and it was, I literally felt called and like it, you know, they say when you pray, you're speaking to God, I think through getting into meditation, it was like it, he was speaking to me and I called my friend that day and was, I asked for her therapist's number and, and that truly acknowledging that I had a problem is what has me here doing everything that I'm doing, has me living my life the way that I do because I was honest with myself. Well, and that's the only way to, you know, I don't want to say move on, but the only way to like help yourself is like to recognize it yourself. You could yeah. watch someone just spiral and spiral and spiral down, but like they're not going to do anything until they mentally like want to do it. Like when I struggled, when I was like very underweight, I was living abroad in Florence and I was 20 pounds less than I am right now. Oh my God. And yeah. 
And I'm like a naturally like have a smaller yeah, like, a small frame. frame. And I was studying abroad and like, I don't know who studies abroad in Florence and like deprives himself of bread. <laughs> but apparently that was like what my mind like thought was the thing to do. And I got out of the shower and like I knew something was off for like a couple of months. And I just was like, you know, like this is how people eat if they want to be skinny. Like yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I thought that that was it. Like I thought I was supposed to just not eat bread and like enjoy myself. And I got out of the shower, looked in the mirror and like my boobs were almost like inverted. And I remember just being like, oh my God, Rachel, like what the fuck did you just do? Yeah. And it's like a switch went off. And then I remember like I was dating Jordan at the time and like, wow. Called, called, oh yeah. Um, email. I was like emailing my parents and like you know, FaceTime didn't really exist at this point. And yeah. I'm like telling Jordan, I'm like, this needs to change. Like something's off. And they were all kind of like, hallelujah. Like oh. we know something's off, but like there's no way to do it until like you're ready. And I remember just saying this, like, you can't live your life like this. Like, at the time, I was 20 years old. Like, I had my life ahead of me. I can't live a life in fear of food and only wanting to look a certain way. And when I don't feel, I don't have energy. That's exactly what it is. Everything you just said right there. And it, like, it fully makes me emotional because there's so many people in my life that I want them to get help. But all you can do is is literally sit back and like pray for that person, send them every vibe possible for them to feel that they're so supported by your love and just hope that they become awakened themselves. I know, but there's only like so much that you, like you can do there's, as a person. It's, it's so hard. That's probably one of my biggest challenges in my life is yeah. knowing that I can't save everyone, you know? Yeah. Now, when you were you dating Noah at the time? Because you said you left, you weren't cocktail waitressing anymore. So when did you meet him? So, well, I knew him because I was always but Noah's I mean, like, cocktail waitress. Him, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I was so, so odd. Why was I Noah's cocktail waitress? Why was I the selected waitress? That makes sense now. <laughs> no, he had a girlfriend at the time. I was dating the manager. Oh, really? okay. Yes. Like I was in a very ser- serious relationship with my then boyfriend at the time that I dated for four years, who I lived with when I had major issues and I never Did told him. No. He never even noticed? No. Okay. I was very good at hiding it though. Okay. Like with all due respect, not one person in my life knew. No one. Wow. Truly. That's, that's like very impressive. Which is, <laughs> I don't mean that as a compliment. No, no. I like, know. It's so sad that I was like that good at hiding my pain and, and suffering and just he, yeah, he had, he had no idea. And I, when I moved out, when, when we broke up and I moved out and lived by myself is when it, like, I was already seeing a therapist, but it came back again. Like, being alone again because I I was super codependent. Okay. And ever since you could possibly have a boyfriend, I've had a boyfriend. And I've just always been that girl, you know, mm-hmm. like I am in long-term relationships ever since I was 15 years old. And I think a lot of that stems from, you know, childhood, just always feeling as if I needed someone there because I didn't always have someone there. And it going back to like being alone with myself, it was like, it brought everything back up. So then I started lying to my therapist and she, I was taking Adderall. Oh, my gosh. oh yeah. I was taking Adderall and I would come in and she would she would like, you know, it's kind of tough because you can't be like, are you, are you fucked up? But when, so when you say take out, like, do you have ADD or ADHD? No, I did it to curb your appetite. Yeah. 
Oh my God. I took Adderall one I time it in college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would buy it. Off um, I literally took it one time in college and didn't sleep at night. And then was like, I'm, I'm sleeps my everything. So I was like, yeah, that's not happening ever again. Yeah. It, it was definitely something like I liked the high. I loved feeling that kind of like jittery. Yeah. I like thrived off of it. It made me feel like, oh my God, what's next? What's next? I like, can't wait for the next thing. It's, 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 I think it just fed my anxiety really. And then after I had been in therapy for a while, but once again, like I knew Noah and then it was, it wasn't until I was dating someone, like I broke up with my boyfriend and then I was dating my trainer at the time. Guys, don't date your trainer because <laughs> when you break up with your trainer, you lose your trainer. Just kidding. He was so sweet. <laughs> Such a like nice a guy. I sent him almost. so many people. I'm like, he's an amazing trainer. Oh amazing gosh, guy. So funny. It's the truth. Is he still a trainer in New York? He is. He's an awesome trainer too. Like I can only say the most incredible things about Aww. him. He's very good at what he does and such a sweet guy. But I was dating him and then my girlfriend and I were invited from Noah to go to Ibiza for on a big trip when there were like 30 girls. Oh my And gosh. I'm like, how can you say no to this? Like we have to go. So we went, we had the time of our life. There was nothing, nothing, nothing. Like I didn't even look at Noah that way, truly. Ever. I never saw him that way. He was like my boss at one point and then just like a nice guy that I occasionally went to like a, a promoter dinner. You know, I'd go to like the model dinners with 30 plus girls at the, yeah. at the table, never thought anything of it. But it wasn't until we went to the Hamptons together one weekend and a bunch of my friends came, but I was the only one who rode with him. He's very strategic. <laughs> So he there wasn't enough room. You. Oh my gosh. So all of my friends rode in like the van and then uh -huh. I rode with him and we just talked the entire time. That was really what stemmed like an interest for me. Like where okay. I never saw him any other way than what I judged him as, which is the complete truth. I was like, I am would never date a club owner who's like yeah. always around pretty models. Like Do you have an age gap too between you or no? Seven, eight years. Eight oh, years. so really not that much. Okay. Yeah, not that much. But so girls, when you think that there's a person in your life that you would never in a million years date or marry or have children with, be careful yeah. because that's probably your person, but you're, you have oh my so much judgment and walls. Once I stripped away what I was so concerned with what everyone else thought. Yeah. I was like, this is so weird. My ex knew him. We worked with him. Like, I can't do this. I knew his ex. He was like, boss man. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and then I I just, every time I left his company, I, he I just adored him. I was like, he's the sweetest, smartest, most interesting man I've ever been around. And I couldn't wait to be back. In was he company. like actively pursuing you? In the coolest way possible. And how old so were you at cool. this point? Like, um, how old was I at that point? We started dating when I was 27. Okay. So years, like I knew him for yeah. years, maybe 28. Yeah. Wow. But so cool, not annoying. Like you can't persist with annoyance. It doesn't no. work. <laughs> and it just like the, I'd push it away for months. And then finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop caring what everyone thinks. It's kind yeah. of like what I'm doing too in, in my business life. So I cared so much what people thought about, you know, if I'm sharing that I eat plant-based, I'm like, what will people think? And like, they're going to say, and then like, once you strip those 
fucking layers. Your yeah. life changes. It's hard. It's hard it's to hard. like, especially living in your life in like not in like a, in a public way. And like sometimes I like fail to realize like people follow what is going on and like they know it. And I'm like, oh wow, like should I have actually said that or should I have not said that? Yeah. Or like are people gonna want that? Or are they not gonna want? It's like right. I don't give a fuck. Like if yeah. I want to share something, I'm gonna share. If you want to unfollow me or mute me after I do that, be my guest. Right. But like you have to just share what like you intentionally want to share with the world and who cares what their response is going to be. I know. I, you know, it's so true. I, I listen a lot with like feedback to the workouts, but I don't always ask like, what do you want more of from me? Because I'm like, I'm going to give you what I'm feeling called to share from my soul, from like the mm-hmm. depths of my soul. And if it doesn't speak to you, great. And if yeah. it does, great. But I can't let that be the, you, you know, the culprit for me moving forward with what feels good for me. Yeah. And so when did you start Melissa at Melissa Wood Health? Like, I don't know why. I never say at anything. And I'm like, no, so when did you so start cute. your Instagram? Like, You're when so did you good start? at this, by the way. Can we really? just like Thank stop you. for a moment? This is so no, natural. No. I could literally tell you, you everything, like the nitty gritty. I'm like, no, I get a little nervous with these Thanks. sometimes. I'm like, should I say that? Uh, 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 you you know? can say anything you want. And like I said, if there's ever something you don't want to say, no, no. Out. But like, I don't even come up with a notepad. Like, no, I have in my head. She's so chill with like I took my shoes off during this. Shoes off on the couch like no I love the vibe thank you that means so much to me I brought my mom on and afterwards yeah oh my god you listen I I don't I don't tell people like listen listen to my mom because she gets so scared talking in like public forums or like when I put her on my story she's like don't put that on there I'm like no I'm putting it on there you're so cute before she's so cute oh my god she did so good like mom you were amazing like well if she produced you I oh Thank Come you. on, you're she's such a like gem. literally my best friend. So I'm like, you can do it, and she did so well. So like, my goal is just for people to feel comfortable. Like, yeah. I want to bring the woman on who gave me a facial. I, if I record her on my Instagram story, she like paralyzes herself. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're coming on the podcast. It's no, be it's nerve wracking, exposing it yourself. It's like literally just peeling everything back, and like this is what it is. I think because I still just don't. I have a hard time digesting that people are actually listening. You know, they're listening. Uh, I don't know. Like, that's what I used to think too. I'm like, there's no way everyone's watching my workouts. And then I run into like an it's Argentinian. A no, it's like, but I'm like, I still can't. When I go through my mentions, I'm like, this is insane. It is. Well, when I, I watch your stories, people. I'm like, oh my God. And I sat on the couch today and then like ate brownies. Lovely. <laughs> um, but what, so when did you start posting? Like, where? So, yeah, you had this like wild past. Yeah. Like, you know, you didn't just like wake up with this beautiful perspective on like health and feeling good. Like, you, you earned oh, yeah. yourself, you earned your right to feel this way and to be where you are today. And, when did, did fitness come into play? So you dated the trainer. <laughs> okay, I've never, <laughs> I've never said that before. I hope that, you dated like, your trainer. No, he's great. <laughs> when did you kind of like? Where did your passion for it? Because like a lot of people have a trainer, a lot of people work out. But yeah, it doesn't mean that they have a passion for it. Right. So I, well, I was working as a health coach. I went to IIN and was working as a health coach. And really liked it. I started at in with an integrative doctor in his practice. I was the first health coach he ever hired, which really kind of opened up like the floodgates for me with working with people. I liked it, but I knew it wasn't it. And then I started my own practice. I was working um, one-on-one with clients in an office at the time. And I have always been into fitness, but it I didn't always have a positive relationship to it. I had a very unhealthy relationship to it. I, you know, I've done everything. I've taken everyone's class. I've, I've 
been doing it for so long as a model, it was like my job to be in shape, but it, it was, it came from a place where it was a chore and it wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. It got there. Right. So I was taking all of these classes that really weren't serving me. I would go in feeling anxious as hell. I would leave feeling anxious as as hell and hungry and eating all day. And like my heart was pounding. I felt so, um, just out of myself. Like I wasn't connected. So once I started meditating, like really meditating every day, I, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I got it. This <laughs> isn't, this isn't like, but there's like, I no need your meditation judgment. wisdom. No, there's keep no going. judgment. So <laughs> when I really committed to this practice, like I, 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 I literally just feel like I have like, I, it sounds like weird, but like angels around me being like, yes, keep going, keep talking about this. Yes, I share my workouts and I have a successful subscription business, but the reason why I am here as aligned and happy as I am is because of my commitment to meditating every single day. And it looks different every day. You know, it was super regimented before children. Like I meditated 20 minutes twice a day, like clockwork. It was like at this time and this time. And it helped me get out of my own way. I needed to do that at the time, right? I was also, I didn't feel enough. I didn't love myself. I wasn't nice to myself. I was so unkind. I said nasty things. Like whenever I looked in the mirror, it was never, like I would never do that to myself. Now, even like now I have a pimple on my chin. I'm like, that's okay. Like you look great. Like I'm so nice to myself because I was terrible to myself. And especially like as a mother with children, I'm like, I want to teach and you don't want, want them to go through yes, like, like yeah. there is a way to do this where like we can be easy on ourselves. So that was it. I was so hard on myself for so long and then after having my son my way of doing an hour of cardio and an hour of strength training every day didn't fit. It didn't work. So I mentally had to find a release because the meditation was keeping me at ease and with a level of peace within my body, but I need to move. I'm fiery as hell. It makes me feel alive. I feel so connected and creative. So I had to find a way. So I started doing like what I used to do when I, you know, when I had a membership at Equinox, I would go in the corner on the mat and I would do this whole routine, but I never thought it was anything because I also wasn't there yet. But you like made it up the routine like you did. Yeah. It was honestly like a combination, you know, like I I will be the very first, I'll be the first to say, I I really believe Tracy Anderson paved the way for this unconventional way of movement to show that it doesn't have to be a jump squat or a burpee to see results. And I was very inspired by the way that she, you know, came out like a force and had this method that worked beautifully for people and But it wasn't, you know, it was like finding my way of bringing this about. So really marrying the meditative, calm, easy component with this foundation of Pilates principles and and yoga style movements that just make you feel good. So I started doing these workouts when my son was napping and I would share them on stories, just getting comfortable sharing them on stories. And then I have these guys who had just built this app come to me and they're like, we think you'll be perfect sharing your workouts on the app. So I did it and I loved it. And it truly like, you know, that relationship didn't end up working, but it was amazing because they helped me open my eyes to see that I had a gift that I wasn't 
fully comfortable sharing yet. You know, like they saw something with me that I was like kind of getting there. I was super insecure at this point. Um, I wasn't owning who I was. And I also took a class from a popular teacher one day. And this was before I really started kind of picking up, you know, a business on the app. And I just, I was walking home and and it just came to me. I was like, that's it. Like I, you know, I loved working one-on-one with clients, but I want to be a teacher in a way where like, I just make people feel incredible. I want everyone who comes into my class or in my space or watches my workouts to walk away feeling like they like themselves and that, and that they like their body. And it just, it just started to move in that, like coming from that space. I think I pour so much love into it. People feel it. You do. You have so much passion and like compassion really for like everything that you share. And you can tell you share like every single person that like is doing your workout, like you want them to shine. So like you're resharing what they're doing. And then yeah, like, oh you're my like, God. oh, wow, that person's doing it here. Like I could do it too. And like, I'm getting inspired to do it. I'm like, okay, Rachel, you need <laughs> to do this. <laughs> like it's just, you make it feasible for people to do. And I feel like it's one of those things where you just kind of have to like break yourself in, do it yeah. one time, and then you're going to want to keep doing it. And by the way, me too. Like as a teacher and someone who does this for a living, like I, today I was like, Oh God, I don't. And then I'm like, you know, you know what this is like, do it when you do it and you just keep doing it is when the, the most incredible doors open in your life. But it's not even just opportunities. It's, it's just this deep connection with yourself. So when, so when did you start posting your fitness, like everything on Instagram. Like yes. when did that really like So start? I started when I joined the app and okay. then when I ended up leaving the app and I just felt as if it was time for me to own it, to like really have my own business and to share it in my light was a four years ago. Okay. About like three and a half years ago around that, that was time. like the forefront of like really yes. starting an account. That was yeah. it was really like this started Benjamin's four and a half. Oh my God. When he was four and a half, half, like is really when like, I would say the birth of Melissa Wood Health was like really starting to move through me. And that's just inspiring for moms too. Because like, you think like once you give birth, like that's, you know. By the way, I always thought that. I was like, my life's over when I have kids, you guys. Anyone who's out there thinking like, I can't have kids yet because I have so much more to do with my job, my this. Let go of that bullshit because that negative thought pattern is going to hold you back so much in life. You you rebirth yourself. You become a brand new human who's more in alignment with yourself and the universe and like your purpose when you have children. And if you don't want kids, great. But if you do and you're holding back because you think you have so much yet to achieve, oh my God, just wait. (laughs) But it's like, I feel like when you, you said it so well that you almost rebirth yourself. Like my perspective and the things that phase me now are so different. Like if someone does something to me before Ezra, I would have been like so phased. And then now when someone says something to me, I'm like, is Ezra breathing? And like, he's fine. Like, cool. Like so someone's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm like, you don't understand. Like it takes so much more to offend me at yeah. this point in my life now that I have a son than yeah. it did before. No, you're a woman. There's so many you're- more things to think about. Um, now, when you got pregnant, did you... And it's okay if, you don't, if you're not too open about no, this, no, but give it. did you have like a hard time conceiving? Like, was it a struggle to get pregnant? Like, I know sometimes 
like for me, I, I really struggle to balance my hormones. I know. I remember um, more from like a high cortisol, like stress yep. perspective. So I did like fertility treatment to get pregnant because yep. I didn't have like a normal menstrual cycle. Like, were you able to conceive easily? So too easy, honestly, like my sisters all have children, like had kids really young. And the first time I tried, well, I have two different kind of scenarios here because with Benjamin, Noah really was the one who was like, I don't want to say pushing. I want to say influencing me to have children. Noah, what an influencer. Yeah. He was like, (laughs) he, he is, he really is. He was like, come on, babe, like, let's just try. And we got pregnant the first time that we tried. And I was I was upset. Did you know that you were ovulating? Yeah. You like knew? Yeah. Like, but like, how, like you still don't. Is it really going to work? Right. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I wasn't ready. What did I do? I can't believe this. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing in life. I, I have to figure this out first. I was a big, I tried to figure everything out. How old were you when you got pregnant? Sorry. I always no, have a timeline. You're so, so good like, at this. Uh, let's see. Benjamin's four and a half and I'm 37. You're so 37? I'm 37. No, you're not. Yeah. Oh my God. I look 45 years older no, than you. You're 37. You look oh my literally like, like you said, you were going to college today. You're like, <laughs> I yeah. have sneakers and a backpack on and Melissa's well, in tights, a dress and Boo's like ready to I'm go in to Marquee. Nuts. She's like ready to go to Marquee later and I'm ready to like go to Staples and buy myself a new notebook and pencil, pencil case. <laughs> so there's we need a visual of this i know we have to have the girls take a photo um (laughs) so i was healthy out with my math here i was 33 no right yeah four and a half 33 yeah okay 32 33 that's my mom was 33 when she had when she had my brother and I was 26 when I was trying to get pregnant. I was a baby. Wow. Oh yeah. But I had that same, like what you were just saying, like you don't give up your life like once you have kids. And like I had that outlook. And like my parents thought it was crazy. But I remember saying like, no, it's fine. Like I'll just keep plowing and like going along. Like and so far I am. I mean, it's right. hard, but. Everything it just, shifts. Yeah. Though. And I, I always wanted to be a young mom. I, I don't mean like did. I didn't want to be on teen moms like yeah. on TV, but like I wanted to be a young mom. Like right. I just like wanted – it's just something that was important to me. And like I'm almost happy I started so early because it took so long. Yeah. Um. You know, I'll be so honest with you hearing you say that because my sisters had – their my two youngest sisters had their kids when they were 20, both really wow. – Becky was 19. And, and I'll be – like this is – such a judgmental thought, but I was like, their life is over. Like truly, like that was what I was programmed to think. But I actually think they were onto something (laughs) because now I'm like, (laughs) you guys were really smart to do this early. Like you had so much energy. And now like, you know, I go there for the holidays and I'm like the tired one in the corner with the babies (laughs) and they're like running around. Yeah. I, I think, I think it all just begins. Yeah. So you had Benjamin, yes, and then you created this phenomenon that I'm. I'm just going to keep calling it. Oh from my there. god! <laughs> and then, did you have a hard time, like when you were pregnant, dealing with the bodily changes? Like, did you love your body? Horrible. When you were pregnant? It was so hard. Really? Yeah, I hated being pregnant. I I hate really? saying that, but it's the did God's you feel honest truth. Like ill when you were pregnant, or you just horribly didn't like ill. It? I was oh, sick with both pregnancies. Both pregnancies, much worse with Eleanor, and it oh, took shit. me a year to get pregnant with Eleanor. So okay. here, I thought I was like Miss Fertile, yeah. And then I also think I was trying, trying so hard. And then once I surrendered and was like, okay, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to take the best care of myself, and then I got pregnant. Wow! I was like, that's it. Like I'm going to have the 
most fun in my right. life and I'm going to just do everything I want to do. And then yeah. it's like, you know, I want to do this yoga retreat and then I get pregnant, oh my right? It always works that yeah. way. So you but didn't enjoy the process? No, I didn't. I was really sick, horribly sick. For and the first trimester or how long? Oh my, honestly, for so long. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it was horribly rough. I shared one YouTube video that's not that it's like repulsive to watch because I I don't I clearly was really comfortable sharing now the truth it. behind it but <laughs> it was gross and I was vomiting all day I was so nauseous endlessly wow. nauseous I hated food I I was just not my best <laughs> you know yeah, it was, I'm so sorry but my I'm so obsessed with my children and I would yeah. honestly do it again I can't believe I just said that well, well I don't like asking people if they like want to have more kids because I. Some people are just like, right. don't ask me, like, we right. don't know, or it's a touchy stuff. It's like asking when some of my I friends just who aren't married yet, if like, they don't, like, you know, like, don't ask me if I'm getting married. Um, so do you, is it, are you open to the possibility of having one more? You know, I think so. I guess whenever anyone hears me say that, they're like, okay, so that's a yes, because it's either a hell no or exactly. it's a maybe. Yeah. I think for me, I am really working on letting go and just letting life literally live through me in a way that I'm, I'm not trying to make shit happen. I just want to like live in this flow of like what feels really good. So like right now I'm so content. I'm so happy. I'm so in love. I can't believe I made them. And, and I'm just, I feel so fulfilled, but I don't know. Like I'm open to the possibilities. Yeah. Have either of them been challenging like as babies? <laughs> like were like they colicky or Oh, I was like, is Benjamin through the biggest fucking fit on the way to school today? I was like really? dragging him to school. Um has babies Eleanor was is a tough sleeper. Okay. Benjamin was a great sleeper. He had a, he had a lot of weird food allergies, and I think vaccines made him have a lot of weird um, reactions. Although people fought me on that, but I feel as if did you nurse Benjamin too? I did for almost eleven months. Okay, it's a long time. Yeah, it is. And then Eleanor, I think it was like right around eight months. Is it weird that I want to say eight months? Because I yeah, never no, stopped. You- I just told you before, like, what, <laughs> I was around eight months and I was like done. And then I remember like seeing your post. It was like in your living room and you're like the last time. And I was like, I got to find this post, Jordan. Like I'm not alone. <laughs> no, it's so respected as like someone who's a guest on your podcast to know that you've, you've checked <laughs> things out. You no, well, me up. <laughs> I bring people on that like I genuinely like love and like am interested in because like I want you to share all the information like I enjoy seeing and like absorbing from you. Um, And it's hard. Thank a you. lot of moms, it shows. Thank you. Moms, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to like nurse and like especially in the quote like wellnessy space. I yeah. think it's like frowned upon if you don't nurse for a certain like amount of time. And it Shit's hard. It's, it's not easy. It's so hard. It is. And it's and I'll admit body. that I, before I had kids, I was one of those people. And then once Same. I, right? I'm just like, why wouldn't you? But like, it's- there's for three years. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> like, didn't realize I was under house arrest. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't realize I was yeah. pumping in a bathroom all yeah, the time. Exactly. No, it's no freaking joke. And I think we are doing a disservice to anyone out there watching, not being honest with the amount of, it's like determination, right? And just really wanting to do something because, you know, running a business, having a family, it's so hard. And that's why at that, I mean, it was really that seven month point. I was getting 
so down. I, I didn't feel my, like myself. I wasn't spending the time that I wanted to spend with Benjamin, which was making me feel horrible. And I was like, I'm going to stop. Like, why like, am I doing this? That's it. And I, I, it was the best decision for me. I, I, you know, it was like, I became such a better person in life and like mother to my children. I was going to say, you probably even be, if, because if you don't, if you're not happy with yourself, you like how they say you can't be in a relationship. You're not happy with yourself or like, you can't be good. in a relationship. You can't be a anyone. good mom. Like no. when you don't feel good, like there was times when I really, really resented Ezra because of nursing. And like, that breaks my heart. Like yeah. that shouldn't be taken out on him. Like I'm doing this to myself. Like right. you're in control over your body. Totally. Um, But at the same, like I definitely dealt with like a decent amount of postpartum, which I didn't realize until about eight months really? postpartum. Yeah. I had pretty bad postpartum. Um, not in the sense where I like needed to, I should have saw someone, but I didn't realize yeah. until afterwards. It was almost like the switch went off again, but right. Ez was colic for over eight months, which oh is my God. very I- rare for that long. Um, and he cried all day, every day. Like he was really, really tough. And I work from home. So like Jordan would leave at like six 30 in the morning, and come home 10 o'clock at night. And like, I, yeah, we have a nanny and I'm yeah. fortunate. Like I've saved my business money to like put towards a nanny and she is amazing. And I love her, but like, I'm still listening to him. All of course. Day. And you're the mother. And like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, um, and she's been with us since he was eight weeks. Which oh, is that's a amazing. Godsend. Oh, I know. If she ever We've had the us. same nanny since Benjamin was four Re- months. Oh, my God. Yes. That's We've only so had nice. one nanny, and she is literally my everything. Well, it's hard to trust someone. And I've heard like nightmare stories. Oh, I trust her with my life. With like, Is she Monday through Friday? She's Monday through Friday. And we just hired someone to help on the weekends because I. I discovered you really need to put some effort into your marriage. <laughs> you can't don't just expect. You, you can't just expect this thing is supposed to last forever. Like you really have to put time into seeing each other. And yeah. we're both insane. We're like two ships in the night. So I feel like his hours are probably really tough. Complete too, right? opposite of mine. So like last night you got into bed at like two thirty, and you know he like runs. Do you wait up for him or are you like, good night? (laughs) I don't, even if I wake up, I can't say anything because I can't have anything wake me up. I'm crazy about my sleep. No, I mean, insane. Like no screen time before bed. (laughs) I need to wind myself the F down. Like I can't talk on the phone. Really? Yes. There are certain things I can. I'm this, I'm weird in the morning and not weird. I would say I'm very aligned with what serves me and what does not. So okay. I'm anxious. I run naturally, insanely anxious. I'm sensitive to energy. So starting my day, I have committed to not looking at my phone at least 30 to 45 minutes when I wake up. Like I'll, I mean, I I'll like look at dream. the time and then I have to, I, I have to move it away. Um, I, I save a lot of my stories and like post oh, same. hours later. Like I really don't post in real time. I can't do with location. You know, I'm careful about all of that. But should I go through the morning or the night? What are you mo- most interested oh, in? Just- I kind of want to know both. Okay. What do we because have time for? I feel like you and I could talk forever. I know. Well, it's okay. There's no, okay. There's no limit oh, on, I like on my time. What time do your kids wake up in the morning? Because this is where I struggle where – We'll go yeah. go and then like I'll tell you a little bit. Okay. So they usually like Eleanor was waking up at like five AM uh-huh. for most of her existence, which she's fifteen oh months. And now for the past three days, they're sleeping past eight if I let them, <gasps> which is insane. That's amazing. To go from like a five, five thirty, maybe five forty five, six AM yeah. wake up call. I don't even know what to do with myself. So now I have 
I am waking up at 6.30 and doing a meditation, which I usually will fit my meditation in wherever it fits throughout the day. Okay. But wow, what a difference. Where do you meditate? I sit up in bed if I do it at that time or I go on my meditation pillow in my closet and I light a candle. I have these crystal energy candles. One is abundance. They have a bunch of them, but I I have abundance, positive vibes and protection. I light them. I turn the lights off and I put the oils all over me and I just, I, you know, I, I do, really it's, I guess you could call it Vedic, but it's kind of my own twist where I connect with my breath and I just go deep. Like I just, I don't do mantra based unless I feel called to and I'll try to meditate for 20 minutes. It doesn't always look that way and it's okay if it doesn't. Even if I get two minutes in, it sounds crazy. I'm a different person. Completely different person. No, I would really love him too. Sometimes he'll like do things to like appease me, but (laughs) it's like, he says he has his own form. Okay. Yeah. Called sleep. Okay. And I'm like, that's not freaking meditation. That's what I say. I'm like, I'm sleeping. It's fine. He does things with me occasionally. He's, he's like cute about things, but he's, yeah. I always say, I'm like, you would be powerful beyond anything if you, I mean, he is, but I'm like even more so if you meditated. I believe that with everyone. Yeah. I think it's like that one quote, Marianne Williamson always says like, we are powerful beyond, um, like our, our deepest fear is not that we're like in fear of becoming something is that we're powerful beyond our belief. It's not exact, but, and I really believe that. I feel as if like things are just I definitely, because you clear, it must clear your head. I can't speak from experience, but. It does. And then I get the yeah. kids and I go, you know, we we have our breakfast. We have a whole morning, you know, we'll do our breakfast. We play. I get Benjamin out the door. I wake Noah up. He usually brings him or I bring him. And you wake then, Noah up. Oh yeah. I have to wake Noah up. He's like, you didn't wake <laughs> me up. I'm like, I know, babe. I like, I have two kids. Like, you've got to get up. Oh my gosh. I wake up on your own. Set an alarm. Yes, please. Oh, I've been gosh. saying that to him. And then I come home and I do my thing. I move. I tr- I strive for a good 20 minutes. Sometimes it's 10, even less, but like typically 20 consistent okay. minutes of movement a day, even if it's just walking or playing yeah. with the kids that day. But, you know, I I, I do my workouts a good five days a week minimum, okay. 20 minutes. It used to be like I used to work out for hours. So oh my God. if you would have told me that I'd be in the best shape of my life from doing 20 minutes of movement, I never would have believed you. That's amazing. But I believe it's the consistency of, of any practice that you commit to where you see long lasting results that shift you, your entire being. Well, it's also probably not just the fitness part of it. It's also like the, your overall approach and like view, like perspective on like yeah. health and your well-being totally. like that like radiates probably through more of your body. Like if you, the more stressed you are, the more bloated you're going to be and like totally. so on. Like I can eat anything and it doesn't like, I, I would never say that years ago. Like I could never yeah. eat bread every day. I eat bread every single day. Yeah, I have an amazing smoothie that's has tons of fruit. Like I never would have eaten that before. And it's, I think when you... Do you have a smoothie every day? Not every single day. My breakfast kind of rotates between either like waking up having a green juice, warm water with lemon or my spirulina smoothie. Or today I had a coffee latte brew from, um, what's the name of it? You know it. Harvest. No, what's wrong with me? It's so good. Oh, Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest. Okay. Thank you. Hello. Just drew a blank. But yeah, it kind of flows between the three things, but always like I always start alkaline as alkaline okay. as possible. And then it's usually avocado toast 
next at some point. And I you have like, like segments too, right? Monty's. Love Monty's. It's my I'm obsessed so with Monty's. Good. And Lauren's so nice. So nice. Um, I like so, yeah, so sweet. delicious. I put that on my like, I have these sprouted whole wheat bagels almost every day, and I put the Monty's and avocado on them. I know you make everything. It's like, I don't know how you do It's like divine. Like, it's I don't food. eat everything that you share, but I would. I actually think I would eat it. I brought I'm you like, something. Just put it in front of me. I brought you no, some you plant-based treats. I did. And <laughs> I, you know what? Usually when I'm leaving, I'm like, do they eat? Like I always want to like take into account if someone like eats a certain way. And we then probably I, eat whatever you gave us. No, but like it's completely <laughs> plant-based. And I brought my grain-free peanut butter um, shortbread cookie bars. And I make a version with collagen. This is one without collagen. Amazing. Because I, I knew that those were the ones. My freezer brought three. Freedom by three musketeers. Oh, there. you're so and, sweet. Thank you. Yeah. No, of course. Wait, actually. So speaking of plant-based, you eat a plant-based diet. Yes. And you are the first person I'm bringing on that follows like a specific like lifestyle I like to say so oh really what yeah when oh, did amazing. you start like cutting out animal products um and like kind of what was that transition yeah like? so I started before I was pregnant with Benjamin so I want to say five years ago but when I was pregnant oh, wow. with Benjamin I was craving the like I was like I want eggs I want turkey I want che- I, I was like, craving uh, all the things And at first I like resisted it because I was like, no, like that's not who you are. And I was like, okay, stop. Like you just have to like give in to things. It's food. I sampled things. I tried things and I like some felt great, some didn't. And then the same thing happened with Eleanor. I was like craving the weirdest things and just honoring it. And I think really intuitively just like letting my body guide what I need at that time. But Mm. for, for, you know, besides that, which to me, it's like, I've been plant-based for five years. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot of, I think, you know, I had cystic acne all over my face, all over my back. And this was after, you know, coming to terms with like being honest with myself about the eating disorder and then going to therapy, I started to understand why I had acne. And it was a lot of my relationship to self and and the way that I coped with anxiety and, and how I spoke to myself and I looked in the mirror. So once I started getting to the root cause of everything and really seeing it for what it was, is when I paid really close attention to what I was putting in my body. So not just food and products, but thoughts. And, and it made such a difference. When I, when I eliminated meat, dairy, animal products, I noticed a shift immediately. The inflammation in my skin immediately went down. And then it was like the meditation. It was as if like, I literally just watched my acne disappear. And when you're talking about someone who had crazy acne and was on Accutane and was told by every doctor that I had to go back on Accutane, it was awful. And I lived in that cycle of like not feeling enough and like, what can I do to fix it? Always trying to fix, fix and like, you know, make everything happen. It's crazy what happens when you shift your way of thinking and your perception. And a lot of documentaries on... um, the way, you know, I started looking at how food hit my plate differently. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, what, how did this get here? And like, holy shit, that's what happens. And just not feeling connected to the process and feeling very compassionate for, you know, like I am not, I don't live a vegan life, but I will say I'm feeling so called to be much more conscious and to really live my life in that way because I don't want to contribute to that. Like I feel horrible when I see how, what the process yeah. is. Jordan and I were just watching, so, well, he was it watching it last night and 
I've, I've watched a couple of the documentaries on Netflix like a couple of years ago. So I used to not eat meat. I eat, I eat fish, but like pretty rare. I used to eat fish because it's just I would always want to eat a specific quality. Like a certain, like I had right. like high standards. Of course. And then my health spiraled the other way where I had no energy, like didn't feel well. And like, I'm a firm believer that like no two bodies are the same. So like one person could like thrive off of eating some way and other person like can't. And the second I like incorporated animal protein, quality animal protein, like I only buy like grass fed, grass finished. Like I, you know, sometimes I'm in a situation where I'm on the road and I have no grass fed, grass finishes. It's yeah. And like, I'm not going to eat like animal protein that I don't feel good about, but I like need it to like survive. Like my like hormone levels were hard. Like it just like, it wasn't good. Like bone broth like saved me. Um, I mean, that's something to share. It's like, you have to listen. But last night, so Jordan, I was watching, <laughs> he was watching TV. I was like actually stalking you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> for, the, for the interview. <laughs> and because I got home, I was hosting an event with Kelly Levesque last night. I got home at like 8.45. She's like, amazing. I got two interviews tomorrow. I got to do some stalking tonight. He's like, okay, great. I'm I respect watch it. Game Changers. That's, have you watched yes, it? Yes, of course. So I'm oh going to watch God. it because he was pretty interested in it. it, um, oh, it was I'm, it good? Yes, it's so good. There was something where, oh, like I heard overheard some, like one of the people on there saying that they want to be strong, like bull or something. Then, like, and like, well, what bull, do bulls eat? Bulls don't like, what do, yeah, they don't eat bulls. Like <laughs> they eat grass. It's such a great point. Like when it you really think is. of it that way, right? Because yeah. I think everyone's so worried about like a protein deficiency, but like, yeah, there's not, there's not many people with protein deficiencies walking around, you know? No. Like, so I think with a plant-based diet, like that was always, it was like, how can you promote this? And I mean, obviously it's a more than a movement happening in the world right now for many yeah. reasons. And it's not just for our health, it's for the the planet and for the environment. And I think it's, I, I think it's amazing. I think, listen, I, you know, whenever I w- would say to someone like, you have to watch it th- and they're like, oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to see like closing blind eyes and things like why like not knowledge is power knowledge like even if you want to eat something that's fine but like you should so like i like no. to absorb everything like yeah. i like knowing you're like what's a sponge. going on i try yeah. like that's i think that's how i like to live like right. i don't i'm the same i don't like to like i don't let many many things influence me or inspire like i'm very particular like what i'm going to do like yep. i you know we live in a world where there's trend after trend after oh my trend God. and i'm i don't hop on all those trends no, like i can't me no one can but I like being aware of them. Like I like Same. being in the in the know. To be able to have a conversation about Exactly. Them. Yes. Do you think that you would ever incorporate some of your plant-based recipes in your app that I want to talk ah. about? Your new <laughs> app. That was my like cute oh my transition <laughs> to talk about your app. That yes. launched now about a month ago. Did it launch? A month ago on my birthday, I launched it. Oh my gosh. Which well, was like happy birthday. Thank you. you. Thank you. I'll still take that birthday. <laughs> so what like what is on the app? What can we like walk people through it? So right now on the app. I have over 50 plus workouts in my oh library. My I know there's a ton. Well, that was the thing that ever, like I always listen to the feedback. So that was a number one source of feedback from all of my subscribers. They wanted more of the workouts. They wanted all of the ones that I was like, you know, storing like a squirrel and then I would share, I would bring them back out. They're like, no, we want them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give everyone what they're asking for. So now they live there and I, I bring a new workout in every Monday. So one workout expires on that Monday and a new one comes in, but you have so much to choose from now and I've categorized everything. So if you have 20 minutes and you just want to use your own body weight, you know, to go to, um, 
full body using your own body weight. And then I break it down into arms, arms and abs. If you just want to focus on booty or lower it's like body, shopping, but like for it is guys like, for your body. Size small, like mid, yeah. mid, mid, mid dress. <laughs> like. And then I also share guided meditations, which I've been feeling. I got to do it. No, no, don't. You'll no, know. I want, you'll, I want when to you feel it. like this, like when you keep you, you will. And I, yeah. I'll give you amazing teachers. I love too. And I just, yeah, that that's really a space I've been feeling. It's like I'm literally being pulled to that's share amazing. more meditations and I love it. It just feels right. And then I have treadmill incline series. So I have a lot of stuff for you and it, you know, I'm always listening and sh- adjusting things, but I like, I, I gave my life for $9.99 a month and it feels good. It feels good <laughs> no, to have an accessible amazing. price point because I think back to the girl and me, you know, growing up in a small town in Syracuse poor, who was made fun of because of the house that I grew up in. I, I want that girl to be able to have do something. my workouts. You don't need like a cute boutique trendy no. fitness place. I want it. I want it. I want even the girl who has all of her classes lined up and she loves to physically go to a class. But if she is traveling and wants to do my workouts, like she doesn't yeah. feel as if she's not getting her money's worth by working out with me, you know, a couple times a month. So I, I've tried to think about that It's also girl. good for like new moms, like students on a budget. Like, oh my God. This a, is yes, literally a for ton anyone. of moms, a ton yeah. of students. Yeah. Especially moms who like don't work and don't have help in their home. And, you know, it's hard to carve out 20 minutes. I remember when I was tired when Ezra was born, I'm like, nap when the baby naps. I'm like, that's when I'm like going to the bathroom. That's when you're- <laughs> That's, that's when like I'm like taking eating. care like, of yourself. That's when I'm maybe taking a shower. There was right. one time I didn't shower for seven days after I, I it was disgusting. I feel um, like I remember that. <laughs> I posted about it. I remember it. you sharing. I loved you for sharing that. Thank you. No, I don't. It I, was a lot gross. of the times I don't shower on the weekends when I'm with the kids. Because it's really I'm gross. Just like out the freaking door. I know. Well, now as and I will take a bath together on weekends. Oh, but like Jordan's around no weekends. Oh, we it's just my started favorite. like a month ago. Oh no, ago. I'm obsessed. This is the best phase ever. Like, oh my he's god, ten and a half. He's going to be a year and a week from when we're recording this. But around ten months, it got like so oh, fun. No wait. one told me it sucked until ten months. <laughs> it really did. It was so boring. No, ten months is where it turns. Oh, and it just keeps getting better. He moans when he eats. Like, mm, oh. mm, mm, mm. It's like, I know. I cry <laughs> when I see you on when your he, stories. When and- he laughed that day, I was. In tears. I watched I it wanted to 40, post 500 it times. On my feed, but my boob, I didn't have a bra and my boob was like jiggling the entire time. Just put a time. thing on it. Like I a little, did. And oh. you could still, and my boobs were so small. I don't know why the <laughs> emoji wasn't big enough. Oh, whatever. I tried. But like, I just like watched him repeat and repeat. I'm like, you do love life. And like, when he loves life, like, then you I love, love life. it. Exactly. But I remember seeing on your stories, like when Eleanor, you said that she, you could like watch her eat all day. All That's day. how I feel about Ezra. Like, he just moans and moans. Uh, I'm like, are you going to moan like this on a no, date with someone? I, like, <laughs> What it's so funny. Uh, they're mm. fascinating. Mm. No, they're the right. You could just. I, love it. I, know. I didn't realize Eleanor and Ez are so close in age. So close. I know. I know we have to get them we together. Get, she doesn't have, have many friends. Later. Something okay. happens with the poor second child. They're like <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin has so many friends. It's okay. She literally only plays with his toy. Like it's crazy. Really? She does not have a single toy she plays with. I mean, I didn't buy her a lot. I, I'm. I don't buy them a lot in general. I just go they by like the gifts lot. that they get. Yeah. And she plays with Legos trucks and transformers that's fine that's it i bought her like a doll perfect yeah she doesn't care i'm like all about that minimalist life his bir- oh, first yeah. birthday party is in the week i'm like if someone brings me another toy after hanukkah i'm returning every single toy or please donate it on our behalf. yeah that's great like we don't need it well, i think what we put on our um 
on our invites is the only gifts we want are your pre- is your presence. Oh, I love but that. it's not ours, but it's it's such a good line. No, and people respect it. it. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna keep that. Or for the you next could party. do a donation. That's cute. Yeah, I was thinking if anyone gives a toy and doesn't give mercy, I'm just donating it. Yeah, that's I live nice. in a small apartment. I can't like quarter much no. more, especially in like city living. <laughs> um, Melissa, this was so fun. I have this was so fun. a few fireball questions yeah, okay. that I like end the podcast with. Okay. The first one is what is one wellnessy trend that you buy into? Um I have yours, but I want to okay. see what, well, <laughs> what you to say. I mean, I am going to say guasha. We didn't talk Kill about skincare. You die, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. I don't care skincare. where you have to do it. If you're sitting on the toilet, which happens a lot at night for me, yeah. full disclosure. That's fine. It has changed. Tell us about that because so, I had that on my like list. You know, I had tr- I've tried Botox before and I was like, I just, I was, you know, going and then they tell me they need to inject here, here, and here to me. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. This, yeah, like, I'm going to be loaded. I'm going to look different. I started looking different. So I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to do this. I don't want to feed into this whole um, preventative bullshit. It's not preventative. It's a bandaid and it makes the other parts of your move, your face move. It's not preventative. <laughs> it's not preventing what? That line and creating more, like it's just yeah. creating more of a freaking laundry list of me not feeling More enough to eject. Yeah. So I was like done with that. I'm who knows if I'll ever go back. I don't know, but for now. Right. Yeah. Um, same way I feel with alcohol. So I started gua shawing. I, I was watching, there's a woman on Instagram, Noi Skincare. She's amazing. She okay. does this gua sha facial. I still have to go see her physically, but I became enamored by like this, this way of like, okay, we have different meridians in our face and it's almost like this lymphatic drainage, right? Like following these meridians where you can reduce inflammation in your face, the puffiness, dark circles and fine lines. And let me tell you, it's, it's kind of like meditation for me. Like the more you commit, the more you see these long lasting results. And the times that I don't, I look different. I look just a little tired. So how long do you do it for? Do you have like a With tutorial on your minutes. Instagram? I, I have one on. To it. I have one on. Oh, you have a YouTube. YouTube, but it's long, and I need to. I'm going to film one just for Instagram. Okay. I'm going to do it for you. Thank I'm you. I'm literally scheduling it in. I meant to bring it gonna, with me, and I forgot because no. I wanted you to show me. The and black like wilding stone is like. Oh, it's like that's oh, like I a rebirth that. of your face after after you have kids. Oh my gosh! You just like look brighter. Yes. Now, what is one wellnessy trend that drives you crazy? When you see someone post about it, you're like, oh my God, can this die already? Like, what's going? What is it? Oh God, what would it be? Which I, one? I feel like and it's okay. okay if I Oh do no, it. no, like, no. I, I know care. what it is. A low carb. Like, I I can't. I can't Amen. handle it. Yeah. I can't handle like when the, I mean, no judgment, once again, because I think it's, you know, people believe what they believe and they get results and they feel good. Great. But I don't know. I just, it just kind of makes me cringe. Yeah. And like bagels and toast are really good. Yeah. It's like, like my really, go-to dinner when I'm really tired. And oh I just yeah. Want avocado like, toast. Yeah. Same. Always. The next one is if you weren't in this current career path, what would you be doing? Oh God. A singer. I want to be a singer. Stop. Do you have a good well, voice? No, I don't. But that's oh. like in my mind, I'm like a performer. Oh my I'm gosh, like, I love that. Do like, you do karaoke? Yeah, I love a good karaoke. Valerie is my go-to. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I just think there's something like when I watch someone perform, I just get this. Like I was an, you know, I was an actress, but uh-huh. I think if I could 
Yeah. I would love to be a singer. Oh my gosh. I love that. I used to but sing. But I can't sing. So. Me neither. I serenade so, Jordan killing happening. me softly every night when we were younger going, I'd be like literally singing, killing me softly, <laughs> making up my own words. I sing to Ezra every day. I sing to my kids it's all the time. Fun. I don't know. No, I love it. It also like lets it like that, like almost like lets me loose a little bit. Yeah, Just, me like, too. I, feel, I mean, I do have a few friends who are like, no, you actually have a really good voice. My sisters have really good voices. And I was always the one who didn't. I had a really deep voice when I was a kid. So yeah, now I'm like, no, I think I like, I think it's okay. But I think if I could really work just on something. Who knows? Maybe your next app could be like uh, your own singing. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I have made up a few <laughs> songs people want me to fully record. If some of the Real Housewives could have a song, you can have a song. Okay? <laughs> if like Countess Luann can have a song, like you got it. Yeah, I think Hunsy Bunsy is is going live, guys. <laughs> I, I like you. made up a whole song for the kids, and my nanny sings it. The girls sing it. People send me videos oh, wait, on Instagram. I have a full song that I sing. Yeah, send me like a video of you guys doing it. Okay, well, um, when you were growing up, what was your go to fast food order, and at what chain? A uh, Burger King Whopper, baby. I ate that literally every day, you guys. I don't know how I'm still here. It's okay. I for ate years. a lot of Burger King. I was a Burger, Burger King, King and I would sometimes go for their breakfast sandwich with I my best friend. Her mother drove us to school. She worked in the bookstore. So we would get their like bacon, egg, and cheese. And then I would have Burger King for dinner, lunch in the summer, like oh not gosh. cute. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You probably got a good crown though when you went. That's why I like yeah, going to Burger King because there was a crown. <laughs> um, it's your last day on earth. What are you eating from breakfast until the end of the day? And oh you have my. to share a dessert that you like. Oh my God. This if is my was... favorite thing to ask someone because like I feel like I'm one of the only people who like has their answer ready to go at all times. Yeah, you are. But if, okay, so if I were, if it was truly my last day. Yeah. I would have avocado toast, but like not just your average avocado toast. I want it freaking loaded and I want the bread like perfectly crisp, like a little soft in the middle with everything, mushrooms, tomatoes, um, just like decadent. And then for lunch, I would, I would go can I go somewhere? I would want you can go ABC to like some countries, the countries. Okay. I would want to go to ABCV and I would just want to order all their tapas and share everything, especially their avocado lettuce cups. I know it sounds so lame, but like that stuff just like really fills my heart. I had those last time I was there, I think. And I'd have to say that I would eat my vegan mac and cheese recipe that I made last night because it's so freaking it bomb. It looks so good. I it's, saw the stories. It's insane. Like really? I would eat something like that, like comfort, but like delicious. I'm not a big like junk food. And I'd probably have like salt and vinegar chips to like finish it off. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, no dessert. I have a weird, no, I don't like, I don't love dessert, but I, I, I'm going to love your dessert that you gave me. <laughs> yeah, because there's really not that much sugar No, I like it. like those, I like balls. I like. Okay. So you don't like chocolate? Like I'm not don't. a huge dessert person. I'm salty. Like I oh will my God. swim in chips and guac. That's guac. like my mom. Like she craves like salty more than sweet. Like she'll Everything's always like salty. try everything and stuff that I make, but she would rather have like all like like siete chips or like yeah some, like some of like cracker or like same something and I'm like pound the Hugh Kitchen chocolate and hunks I love the Hugh chicken chocolate but I also binged on sweets I think for so long that yeah I now allow myself to have so much fruit and I make an amazing delicious 
you know, sugary smoothie. So I don't crave yeah. it anymore. Not to say I don't love yeah. it, but I know. Are you, okay. are you sad? I I'm not like sad I at really all. I want everyone – bad note, guys. No. Not at – never. Okay. I want everyone this to is gone like, so be well. happy <laughs> and kidding. eat what they want. And like, <laughs> like I – for example, like I don't like salt and vinegar chips and I don't really oh. like many salty things. Like I just like crave – cookies and brownies like that's but that's my whole life yeah I, all my friends birthdays in high school I love a cookie I would make them cakes like I that's, just love making dessert it's like my favorite I mean you are doing your thing you're doing the right thing thank, thank you well Melissa this was so much fun this was so thank much thank you so much fun. for having me and tell everyone where they thank could follow you. along you like literally said your Instagram handle 10 times <laughs> at Melissa Woodhouth and I don't know why I kept saying at I sound like so weird but it's fine you can find me and my workouts on Melissa Wood Health you just click workout with me and my Instagram handle is at Melissa Wood Health Yay. thank you so much for having thank me thank you